Today, I want to wrap up a series that's about problems in life. Today, we're focusing on seeing the positive in my problems because problems happen all the time. And sometimes when a problem's happening in our life, we can start feeling like, is this happening because I'm not in God's will? Like maybe I'm going through a hard time because God's not happy with me. I'm not doing what God wants me to do. Problems don't necessarily mean that. You could be doing something really bad that's hurting your life, but it doesn't necessarily mean that type of thing. Or that God's angry at me. I don't think God's angry at you. I have children that are, even when they disobey me, I still love them and care for them, even if I have to discipline them. But, you know, people think, well, maybe God's angry at me. And there is a teaching out there that can be dangerous when someone teaches the idea that if you have enough faith, you'll be healthy and wealthy. There's a teaching out there that teaches that. If you have enough faith, you'll be healthy and wealthy. So then what happens is, is if you're not healthy and wealthy, then apparently you don't have enough faith. So there's a condemnation on you, and you're going to feel condemned. So there's people that teach things that can make you think if a problem is happening, I must have done something wrong. Maybe I'm a bad person. Maybe God's angry at me. But look at 1 Peter 4, 12 and 19. Don't be surprised at the painful trials you're suffering as though something strange were happening to you. It's saying right there, when you go through suffering, don't be surprised, right? Why would you not be surprised? Because everybody goes through suffering. There's nothing strange about that. There's nothing out of the ordinary. Everybody goes through hard times. Those who suffer according to God's will should commit themselves to their faithful creator and continue to do good. Do you hear that? Those who suffer according to God's will? Does that mean that sometimes it's God's will that we would suffer? What's said? It said that sometimes it is God's will that we would suffer. So let's find out how could it be God's will? You know, sometimes you're suffering because I think the devil's attacking you. But sometimes it can be God's will for you to suffer. I want us to see five ways that God uses problems in our life. So number one, God uses problems to direct me, to point me in a new direction, to motivate me to change. Maybe not change from a bad life to a good life, but maybe just change jobs. Maybe change locations of where I'm living. So in Proverbs 20, 30, it says, sometimes it takes a painful experience to make us change our ways. Sometimes we need to make a change in life, and we're not going to do it without pain. We're not going to do it until the heat comes. Then we're willing to say, wow, I'm uneasy. I'm not comfortable. I'm going to make a change that can get me in the right direction where I need to be. So you've loved your job. Things are going great. And now all of a sudden, it's turning in a different direction. And you're wondering, why is this happening? I love the job. Things are so great. God, why are you letting this happen? Never knowing that God wants to change you from that job to another job somewhere else that's going to be better for your future, but you like your job so much, there's no way you would even look. You wouldn't even look. God has something better for you. What if God said, I know you love your work because you're that type of character. You pour your life into it. That's why you're so good at what you do. But I want you to change and go over here because not only are you going to get paid better, but you're going to meet somebody that you're going to end up marrying. And it's going to make your life amazing. But when you're going through it and you're seeing the job, you can't see the future. 
And you're thinking, God, why are you letting this happen to me? Like, God, if you're a good God, why are you causing this pain in my life? And God is saying, I'm not causing pain in your life. You just don't see what's happening. It happened with Elijah. Elijah was living by this brook, and he had all the water he needed, all the food he needed. He had a great life, and he wasn't going to change. He was not going to leave. Why leave a good thing? So what happened is God dried up the brook. Now all of a sudden he has no water. And he was mad at God. He was upset at God. Like, God, you know, why, why is the water dried up? I have a good life here. Why would you cause this bad thing to happen to me? But there was a story, if you continue down the story, God was trying to get him to leave there to go where he needed to be to make an impact. And as long as he was there, he had food, he had water, and he had absolutely no impact, no positive impact in the world. He had everything he wanted, but not the life that God had in store for him. It wasn't a negative when God dried up that water. It was a positive. He had to take away what was keeping him there to get him to move to where he needed to be. God loves you so much that even in rebellion, he'll allow you to go through bad times to get you to where you need to be. I think of Jonah. God told him to go to Nineveh, so what does he do? He goes the opposite direction. He doesn't want to listen to God. And in the story... He gets, he's on a boat, he gets thrown overboard, a giant fish swallows him and spits him up. Where does he spit him up? Back toward Nineveh. He takes him back to where he's supposed to be. Now, it's a problem. If I'm swallowed by some sort of giant fish, if I'm swallowed by some sort of giant fish, that's a problem that God's using in that situation for my good, even though I don't see it at the time, I'm inside this fish, to get me to where I need to go to have the life that he's called me to have. That's going to be better for me and everybody else in the long run. So in that story, there's a story there where a person's going the opposite way that God told them to go. And God allows something bad to happen to them to get them in the direction that they need to go. The prodigal son, he asks for his inheritance. He goes out and spends money. He's having a great life, partying all the time with all of his money. That's not where God wanted him. God wanted him to get back home and to be walking in the right direction with his life. And as long as he was partying and having a good time, he wasn't listening to God. God was speaking. It's not that God wasn't talking to him. God was speaking to him. Don't go there because he has a conscience. God was working in his life. God was trying to convict him, but he didn't care. We put a deaf ear to God when we're trying to have fun doing something that we know that God doesn't want us to do. What happens is he runs out of money And now all of his friends leave him. And now he doesn't have enough money to live on, so he gets a job raising pigs, which for a Jewish person, that's very unkosher. So he's in a horrible job. And he was so hungry, he wanted to eat what he saw the pigs eating. That's a problem. And when the problem got that bad, it changed his direction. I need to go back to dad because even if I'm his servant, I live better than this. It was in the midst of the problem that his eyes were opened up and he realizes, I need to go in the direction God's called me. But before he had the problem, he didn't care about going in God's direction. In fact, he was happy not to. So God uses problems to get us on the right path. Whether I'm doing something wrong and he uses it to get me on the right path or whether I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm just enjoying life. I'm not doing anything wrong. 
I'm making a good living here and things are going great. But God can dry up that finances that you have. He can dry up that job. He can dry up whatever it is that he needs to dry up. If he wants you to move to North Carolina, you know what I mean? You're not going to go there if everything's great here. But if he dries up that job, this and that, then you start thinking, well, what's going on, God? And now you're open to change. But in general, people don't listen to God when everything's comfortable. They're not open to change. Because why would I leave comfort for something that's risky? People hang on to their comfort. That's a typical thing that we do. So maybe you're doing the right thing in your life and something's drying up. And it's not because you're doing anything bad. God's just trying to direct you into a different situation where, like I said, you could meet that right person that you're supposed to marry, that you're not going to meet them where you are. Through a variety of things that happened in my life, I was in Tennessee. God used a variety of things to end up calling me out here. At the time when I was in Tennessee, I was never going to be a pastor. It wasn't even on the radar. God had to get me out of Tennessee, get me here in L.A., allow me to go through certain circumstances to get to the point of where I am right now. When I was in Tennessee, it wasn't even on the radar. It wasn't even a desire. In fact, if someone said, someday you're going to pastor, so go out to California, I would have definitely not gone. Because that was the last thing in the world I had ever wanted to do in those days. But God uses those. He uses those things to direct you. So when you're going through a problem, it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It might just mean like, God, are you leading me somewhere? That's what you can ask. God, are you leading me somewhere? Are you trying to make a change in my life? Because problems always change your life. The second thing, God uses problems to inspect me. Sometimes God allows me to go through problems just to, so he can check me out, so he can see my character. See, my character isn't shown when everything's good, you know, It doesn't come out that I'm a worry wart until there's a lot of things I have to worry about. Then I say, oh, I've got a character flaw there. That's got to change. It doesn't come out that I get angry easily until I'm in a situation that would anger me easily. And then I say, oh, wow, I've got to change. That's a character flaw. That needs to change. God will allow you to be in problems just so you can see your own character. I say, wow, I don't need to be this way. You don't notice that you struggle with faith until you're in a situation where it takes a lot of faith. Then you realize, wow, I guess I struggle with faith. There's a lot about your character that you're never going to know until you're in the hot water. It's like tea, right? You don't know what's inside that tea bag until you stick it in the hot water. And sometimes we don't know what's really in us until we're in the hot water. Then the true Jimmy comes out. Deuteronomy 8, 2 says, The Lord God led you all the way in the desert these 40 years to test you. Why? In order to know what was in your heart. He tested the Israelites for 40 years in the desert. Now, from Egypt to Israel was just a week or two walk. It took them 40 years to get there. (laughs) Why? Because they were being tested. They kept failing the test, unfortunately. (laughs) So it took them a long time. In fact, that whole generation of people had to die off before the next generation was at a point that they'd really trust God, that they'd have the character necessary to follow through and do what God's called them to do. God will allow you to go through hard things to test your character. He can say, Jimmy, you teach people to have faith 
But let me see your faith now when you're going through a hard time. Jimmy, you teach people to be patient. Let's see if you're patient when you go through a hard time. You know, Jimmy, you teach people to be humble. Let's see if you're humble when you're going through this time. You see what I'm saying? It's in those circumstances that God uses. Why would he do that to me? Because he wants me to see my flaws. He wants me to see my weaknesses so I can change them. He's not being mean to me. He's trying to make me better. What would it do if I go through a hard time and I see my weaknesses and I change it? I see this weakness and it's changing. What is it going to do? It's going to make me a better husband, right? If I go through some hard times and I see some other character weaknesses, oh, and I, I change those, I'm going to be a better dad. I see some other character weaknesses and these problems, I'm going to be better at work. I'm going to be a better pastor. Now, you get better or you get bitter. Some people go through problems, they just get bitter. They don't get better. It reveals these weaknesses in you so God can make you into the person he wants you to be. It's a good thing for us. James 1, 2 through 4 says, Consider it pure joy whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance so that you may be mature and complete. He's trying to help me mature. He wants me to be more complete. And it's during the tough times that you're really challenged to see what you're really made of. The Bible compares suffering to refining fire. Look at Isaiah 48.10. I, God, have tested you in the fire of suffering as silver is refined in a furnace. They take silver, they heat it up, all the impurities rise to the top, you can scrape them off. And what do you have? You have pure silver. A silversmith said he can tell that the silver is pure by how clearly he sees his reflection in it. That lets him know how pure the silver is. So God does that to us. We have impurities in our life. He heats it up, gives us problems. So we start seeing these weaknesses so we can deal with them, so we can change our character, so we can get these impurities out of our life. And then he looks at us and he starts seeing his reflection in us. Wow, that person actually looks like a Christian, Christ-like. They're actually loving their neighbors themselves. That's the idea. God allows you to go through hard times in order to make you a better person. A third thing, God uses problems to correct me. Sometimes I am doing wrong, and I just need to be corrected. Sometimes it is because I'm doing the bad thing. You know, not always, but sometimes I'm doing something wrong, and God needs to correct me. In Psalms 119.71, it says, It was good for me to be afflicted so that I might learn your statutes. I went through this hard time, and it taught me to learn God's rules. Don't do this. God already said it in the Bible. But don't do this because when you do this, it affects you in this negative way. We need those lessons in our life to keep us on the right path. We all know children that you say, don't touch that stove, it's hot. And there's always going to be one little kid that doesn't listen and wants to touch it anyway. What does that tell you? Some people never learn until they get burnt. Maybe we do the same thing. Can you think of any lesson you've learned because you got burned financially? I can. Can you think of any lesson you learned because you got burned in a relationship? I've learned a lot of lessons. Any lesson that you learned because you got burned by a bad decision you made? Yeah. Those things teach you. Those things ultimately make you better. If I didn't get burned from that bad decision, I might continue down that road. 
If I didn't get burned in that relationship, I might continue to make the same type of mistakes I made before. If I don't get burned by that financial mistake I made, I might continue down that road, and the next time it might be bigger. When you get burned by something because you make a mistake, because you didn't do the correct thing, it opens up your eyes. It's an education. You learn. You think, wow, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to make that mistake. And hopefully, you get burned in a small way, so when the big thing comes, you don't mess up there, because you've, you've already learned from the mistake that you made before. In the Living Bible paraphrase, it says, it was the best thing that could have happened to me, for it taught me to pay attention to your laws. It's the best thing that could happen. I learned from it so that I obey God. Sometimes we don't actually understand the value of money until we go through something where we lost it. Then we think, oh, now I understand how important that was. Sometimes you don't understand the value of a relationship until you lose it. And then you understand how important that relationship was. Sometimes you don't understand the value of our health because the Bible talks a lot about healthy living and stuff. Sometimes we don't understand the value of our health until we lose our health, until we're in the hospital or something. And then we understand. What I'm saying is sometimes we don't learn until we're in the pain. And then all of a sudden, we, now we're making the changes. It took the pain to make me make these changes to get my life together. So God's trying to always make us better. Look at Hebrews 12:7. Let God train you, for he is doing what any loving father does for his children. Whoever heard of a son who was never corrected. <laughs> I have three sons and one daughter. And I correct them. I correct them. Why? Because I'm just a mean dad. No, 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 that's not why. The reason I correct them is I love them. I don't want them to ruin their life. I'm giving them advice. I'm saying no. I'm saying yes, you know, but I'm, I'm guiding them. I'm correcting them. I discipline them because I don't want them to ruin their life. God loves me and you even more than we have the ability to love our children. And if we love our children, we do everything we can to guide them, correct them, including different forms of discipline, doing everything we can to help them. How much more so is God going to do that with you? He wants to make your life great. He doesn't want you to go down the wrong path. But sometimes the only way that he can get our attention is we have to get burned. We don't listen to him and we get burnt. See, people confuse forgiveness and discipline. I do something wrong, and let's say I'm driving drunk, and I have an accident, and I break my arm. So I said, oh, what I did was bad. So I go to God, and I ask God for forgiveness. You know what? God forgives you instantly, but the consequences don't go away. My arm is still broken. See, we want to have this idea that when I go to God and ask him to forgive me, that means there's no consequences. I did something wrong. I was going to forgive me so good. There's no, I'm forgiven. Forgiveness doesn't mean there's no consequences. Can you imagine that? You, have a, you drive drunk. You have an accident. You break your arm. You wreck your car. And, oh, God, please forgive me. And then your arm goes, it's back to normal. Good. And the car goes, back to normal. All right, great. Let's go again. You know, you're still drunk. It doesn't matter. God will forgive me. That's exactly what, how people think. And It's foolish. That's not how God works. So what happens is God forgives you completely 100%. You're forgiven, but there's still consequences. The guy still has a broken arm. The guy's car is still a wreck. 
He's probably, his insurance is going to go up, and he might go to jail for driving drunk. It's the consequences. That's the trouble that we have from it. That's the pain, the problem that we have from it that makes us not do it again. We won't do it again now. Why won't I ever drive drunk again? Because my arm is broken. I wrecked my car. I went to jail. That's consequences that help people to grow up and become the type of people that they need to be. So does God forgive you? Yes, instantly. But we still reap what we sow. It's like both things happen at the same time. The Bible says you reap what you sow. Yes, that's true. The Bible says you're forgiven. Yes, that's true. They go hand in hand. So you ask yourself, when you're going through a problem, is there something that I'm doing incorrect? Is there something I'm doing wrong? God, are you trying to teach me? Because sometimes it's because I'm doing something that I have no business doing. Sometimes God's just trying to teach you about himself. You go through a problem, and you're not doing anything wrong necessarily, but he comes through for you, and you understand the power of God. You think like, wow, see how God worked that out? Sometimes you learn more about God. You see his wisdom in a situation. You see his grace and forgiveness in a situation. Sometimes you go through a problem, and he uses it so that you see him more clearly. Sometimes he uses it so that you see yourself more clearly. Man, I need to make these changes because if I don't, my life is going to be ruined. That's why people go through problems and then they turn to AA, you know, Alcoholics Anonymous, because they think, oh, this isn't working. Let me get help. It's through the problem that made them think, if I don't change, my life's going to be messed up. And you see blind spots that you didn't notice before. And now you see them and you say, okay, I need to change that. Number four, God uses problems to protect you. God allows problems in your life sometimes just for your own good. It's a blessing in disguise, though it doesn't feel like a blessing at the time. In 1 Peter 3, 17, it says, it's better if it's God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. That means you're going to suffer in life. You are. But you're going to suffer either for doing something bad or you're going to suffer for doing something good. I read a story about This guy who, his boss wanted him to do something unethical, and he refused. So he got fired, and he suffered because it took him several weeks before he could get a job, and his finances suffered, and he was going through a hard time. And the feeling was that, God, I'm just trying to obey you. Now I'm out of a job. I can't seem to find anything. Now, long term, he found something, and his life ended up being fine. But in that middle of that time, it was horrible. But here's the interesting thing in his story is a few months down the road on the front page of the newspaper was his boss and his top employees all going to prison for the fraud and things that they were doing. Did he suffer for doing the right thing? Yes. Was God protecting him? Yes. If he would have given in and gone with the crowd and disobeyed the law, it would have been him on the front page with him. So sometimes you're suffering And it's because God's protecting you. But to be protected, you have to go through suffering. It's not always like an easy route to obey God. Okay, I'm going to obey God, but that means I'm going to lose my job. But it's better to lose your job and obey God than to have your job and disobey God, right? So that's what it's saying. You're going to suffer in life anyway, whether you do good things or bad things. Everybody's going to go through suffering. At least if you're suffering because you did something good, at least you're right with God. For some people, the best thing in the world could be them losing their job. There are people that have a temptation at their job. And if they lost that job, it could save their marriage. 
It could save their family. It could save their health, their spiritual life. It would be better for that person to lose that job and for the whole family to struggle for a while while they get something better than for them to be surrounded by temptations that are going to ruin their life. Sometimes to lose your job could be the best thing that ever happens to you and your family. Even though you and your family are going to suffer immediately in that process. But God sees the big picture that not everybody else sees. So not everything that happens bad is really bad. It looks bad at the time. I talked about Joseph so many times the last few weeks in the Bible where he was suffering, he was doing the right thing, and he gets sold as a slave. He's doing the right thing, he gets accused of rape, and he was innocent, but he's put in prison. All these things happen where he's suffering for doing the right thing to get him in the right situation where he ends up being second to Pharaoh. Now, he went through all that suffering, all these bad things, but God was still with him. But to be second to Pharaoh, to be in the position that he was in, it took that route to get him there. And Joseph later said to the people that tried to harm him, you intended it to harm me, but God intended it for the good. So sometimes people are out to harm you, but God in his grace will use it for the good. Let me tell you what. There are people in your life that want to harm you. There are people in your life that would take your job from you. And they might say negative things about you to do it. that are lies. There are people in your life that would take your wife or husband from you. Okay? There's people out there that want to ruin your life. There are. People out there trying to harm you. And you might be really, really harmed by people. But even in that, what I'm wanting to tell you is this. God in his great mercy and his great grace can still use it for your good. Someone's trying to do something horrible to you, and God can still use it for your good if you're faithful to him. You stay faithful to him no matter what anybody else does. You can't control what other people do, but you stay faithful to God. You do the right thing no matter what they're doing, and it's going to pay off in the long run. No matter what happens, it's going to pay off in the long run. But there are people out there to harm you. You be Joseph. You be faithful, even if you have to go through the problems for a while before you come out ahead. You be faithful. You're going to come out ahead. Don't give up. So much success in life is learned from problems. One of the best educations you get is the problems. You say, oh, that didn't work. Let me try this. Oh, that didn't work. How many things have you tried that didn't work? Those aren't failures. Those are educations. I I have a great education, by the way. I've tried a lot of things that don't work, you know. But what happens is the more you eliminate the things that don't work, the more you hone in on the things that do work. And over time, you have more and more success because you're learning from the mistakes that you make. And everybody goes through that if they're going to be successful. Number five, God uses problems to perfect me, to develop me. You might be going through a problem just so that God can develop you and make you a better person. In Romans 5, 3, and 4, it says, We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials, for we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to be patient. And patience develops strength of character in us and helps us trust God more each time we use it. It's like a diamond. Diamond in the rough. And, you know, you're that diamond in the rough, and God wants to chip off all those rough edges to make it a beautiful diamond, and then he wants to polish you. But it's like... He'll use problems that are sometimes painful to chip off 
those rough edges. See, God wants to perfect you in two ways. Well, let me put it this way. He wants to perfect you in one way, but he uses two ways. God will use the Bible to perfect you, and God will use circumstances to perfect you. Here's his desire. It's the easy way. I read in the Bible, and the Bible says be patient. So I decide to follow through and be a patient person. That's what God wants to do. Teach me in the Bible the easy way. But if I refuse to learn it the easy way, then God says, okay, you're so important to me because I still want that diamond that's really polished and beautiful. I want to make you a beautiful person. So I'm trying to make it the easy route, but you don't listen. So what I have to do is I have to put you in situations, circumstances in life that force you to be patient. And now you get this job where you have to drive right from rush hour, right through traffic, all the way downtown and back. And after a month, you'll either quit the job or you'll be patient. Because <laughs> you can't drive downtown and back every day, and it takes an hour and 45 minutes to go 30 miles. And all the crazy stuff that you have to do with the traffic here. God says, I wanted to teach you patience this way. But for you to be the man or the woman of God that you need to be, you're not getting it from the Bible. Let me put you in a circumstance where I force it on you. And you're going to either become patient or you're going to break. But I'm going to make you patient. I'm going to knock off that rough edge and make you beautiful. God wants me to be humble. He wants you to be humble. So he says, be humble in the Bible. That's the easy way. You read the Bible. God says, be humble. Okay, I'm going to obey you. I'm going to be humble. But not everybody obeys. They know it, but they, they don't do it. So God says, okay, the easy way isn't working. He's too important for me. She's too important for me to just let her ruin her life. I'm going to put her in situations, and, she's going to, and he's going to learn humility. How do you learn humility? By being humiliated. And what happens is you get in those situations, and you, learn, you come out of there a humble person. Now, one way isn't fun to learn. It's not fun to learn from, from the circumstances. It's more fun to read about it in the Bible and see somebody else's circumstances and see how they turn into a great person and say, I'm going to do that. That's the easy way. That's God's word. But God loves you so much. If you don't want the easy way, okay, let me do the circumstance route, the circumstance route. But he's going to develop you into the man and the woman that he wants you to be. Why? Because he loves you. He wants you to have a great life. Paul, in the Bible, had what he called a thorn in the flesh. There was some sort of physical condition, something that was bothering him that he prayed three times for God to take it away, and God never would. Because God said, you're going to learn my grace through this. I don't fully understand what that means. But what I do understand is God was saying this, Paul, there are certain things I'm trying to teach you that you're not going to learn if I took this away. Maybe like trusting God. Maybe Paul was the type of guy that could, because he was such an effective minister, that if he was healthy, he'd get out there and do something. And he walked away thinking, man, I'm really good. Look at what I can do. But he's having a difficult time. And he's saying, God, I can't even get through this. I'm in pain. If you don't help me, I'm not going to do it. Then he does it and has great... He has a great experience. And then he says, God, I can't believe that you helped me through that because that was awesome because I didn't even have the strength to go through it. I don't know exactly what it means, okay? But I do know this. I do know that God was using it to teach him something because that's what God said. There's things that he needed to learn. So sometimes God will say no to a problem 
Because he's using it to make you a better person. And your character is more important than your comfort. Your character is more important than your comfort. I would rather have a better character so I could be a better husband, a better father, a better pastor, than to have comfort, be it, but be a lousy husband, a lousy a dad, a lousy pastor. My character is more important than my comfort, and God loves me too much not to try to develop my character. So God will allow you to go through hard times because he loves you. In Hebrews 2.10, it says, Jesus was made perfect through suffering. He was made perfect. Well, wasn't he already perfect? Well, he was the son of God. He was already perfect. What does that mean? Uh, Jesus was made perfect through suffering. I don't fully understand what that means because he was already perfect if he's God. But I do know this. If the Bible says Jesus was made perfect through his suffering, then I know this. For God to perfect me, it's probably going to take some suffering. If he said that about Jesus, I'm pretty sure it's going to take some suffering on me for God to make me a more perfect person, for him to perfect some of those issues in my life. So, God, am I in this problem because you're trying to teach me something to make me a better person, a better character? You know when problems really become a real problem? It's when I have a bad attitude about it, when I lose perspective, when I lose my values, when I lose my sense of humor. It's not the problem so bad that's so bad. It's how I allow it to affect me, and I start blaming everybody else. I can go through the problem, and it can ruin my values, ruin my sense of humor, uh, I lose my perspective, or I can go through problems and come out of it a better person, a better person. Like I said earlier, you either get better or you get bitter. So when you're going through a problem, ask yourself these questions. Is God trying to direct me somewhere through this? Is God trying to inspect me and see what's inside me, like are there areas in my life that need to change? Is he trying to correct me from doing something that's wrong? Like, that's a bad thing to do. And God's showing me that I better not do that. I'm going to get in trouble. Is he trying to protect me from a situation that's meant to harm me? You have this business deal, and you're driving to the airport, and the car breaks down on the way to the airport, and you miss a plane. And you're thinking, God, I just lost a lot of money. Not the airfare, but the business deal. My commission on that was so good. God, how, why would you allow this to happen at this time? This is a horrible thing. Well, maybe God's protecting you from something that you just don't know, and you might not ever know it. But you trust God. God's in control. God, maybe you're trying to protect me from something. God, maybe you're trying to perfect me, help me to grow up a bit and be a, a more mature person. God uses problems in our life to make us better. We can get better and grow through the problems. My hope is not to have to go through problems and just study God's Word and get better and better. But I'm telling you, God uses these problems in our life to make us better. And I want to cooperate with God in that. And I don't want to be angry at God when I'm going through a problem. And God, why are you doing this to me? I want to see like, okay, God, I'm in this problem. What can I learn from this? How can this problem make my life better? Because it can. It can. Let's pray. Lord, I know I'm going to go through problems in life. Lord, it's just who I am. It's what we do. It's we make mistakes. So, Lord, we're asking that you use the problems in our life to direct us, to correct us, to inspect us, to perfect us, and to protect us. Help us to be the people that you've called us to be. 
And Lord, maybe the problem in my life is I've never put you in the center of my life. So Lord, I give my life to you. By faith, I believe Jesus died on the cross to pay off the penalty of my sins. So by faith, I believe I'm forgiven and I'm giving you my life. I'm 100% yours. It's in Jesus' name that we pray, amen.